You are listening to the Talking Tough Podcast, the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. Their stories of triumph, their falls from grace, and their climb back to the top, to life. This is Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough on the Podcast One Network. Hey everybody, Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough, live from Maui. It's been a hell of a week. We'll get into all of our weeks in a moment. But uh, first, I'm so happy to see uh, all my bald here this evening. We, um, we've got a full house. We have uh, Mr. Boss Rutten and Butterbean. And I'm happy to announce our now new permanent co-host, Mr. Flex Wheeler. Boom, Mr. Pizza. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? What's happening this week? Boss, what's going on in your life? Oh, we've just been in the building of Ginger Head uh, Bread House. That's the biggest thing. I have no clue, man. I've been, uh, like, because I literally have to, this is how uh, I'm going back. I'm in, in the middle of this course, what I'm doing. Oh, okay. So, completely forgot. <laughs> I, uh, this comes out really bad, what I'm going to say now. I was beating up Jesus. And other people go, what are you doing? I play a Roman soldier in, in a movie like The Passion. So I was wow. whipping him. I, I asked for forgiveness, though. So uh, hopefully that's okay. So that was an, uh, that was an experience. And uh, first, you know, a crazy video for Karate Combat. Uh, that season is going to start next week of next month again. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, that's pretty much it. I, I haven't been doing something really freaking exciting, just a, a brief course. That's what I'm doing. I'm focusing on the bank system, the bank Muay Thai, the password that expired bank Muay Thai system. It's going really well. I mean, it's really taken off because it's the best combination. And now you have in Thai boxing, you have also belt. We made a, he made a belt system. So normal people, they don't compete, right? 90% doesn't compete. The rest, they just want to see where they are. And now they can't see where they are because we have a belt system. It's, uh, it's, look, it's fun. So, hey, be, being in flex, if you were, like, surveying people around the world and you ask them, what do you think Boss Rutten is doing right now? They might say beating up five people on the street. How many people do you think would guess Boss is building a gingerbread house tonight? A gingerhead house. No. Come on. You got it wrong. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think right. that. But the beating up Jesus, I could see that part. Yeah, I could see that part. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Man. Bean, what's oh, going on God. with you, man? What's happening? <laughs> right? What's going on, Bean? I'm just getting ready for Christmas, having, having a lot of family time. My sister's coming in. I saw all the brothers are going to get together and all the kids and grandkids, and it's going to be a good good week. Uh-oh. <clears throat> did everybody freeze? I know Rick no, no. did. You, for me, it dropped the last uh, ten seconds. How many? Uh... So, so my kids, we got. Ian, nine how many guests will you have? Oh, we're gonna have a bunch. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a house full. How many? Yeah, Rick, Rick, out of it already, guys. So, uh, boss. Uh, yeah. How, yeah. How many kids you gonna have? How many family members? Y'all got family coming <clears> in town. I'm sorry. Do y'all have any family coming in town? No, I don't because my whole family lives in Holland, you know, so we're the only ones there. So, uh, how, nobody, often but, back, how often do you get back to Holland? 
I go about four times a year, and in January oh, I will be going. Yeah, yeah, and I stay, stay for a week, but I don't tell anybody. You know, my if my close friends know, but that's about it because otherwise everybody wants me to visit. But I have my mom; she had a stroke, so she's in a special place, and I got my dad and my brother. You know, and that's enough for me. I want to visit my cousin. Also, got a good buddy of mine, Ronnie. Um, he's got to always pick me up, but that's about it. Most people know it, and nobody else. You, you, Flex? Guys, am I, uh, am I with you? Flex, you got a lot of family he's coming? He's also no, um, <coughs> my, 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 uh, my daughter, who was with me on a podcast last time, uh, she drove back with me from San Jose or Morgan Hill, and uh, my, uh, my son lives with me, Darius Flex Wheeler. So it's going to be a quiet, uh, quiet Christmas, but uh, very festive. Nice. That's what it, it should gets, be, then. It gets louder in my house. I mean, we got everybody coming over. And then the night before Christmas, we all go over my uh, brother's house. And uh, the, the the kids, my, my I'm saying kids, the us, my family, my, my brothers and sisters all get together that night. Wow. I uh, imagine um, um, you have a, a big family uh, gathering at your place, Butterbean. Pretty good size. That sounds beautiful, man. That's beautiful. That's nothing size? but love. What's a pretty good size? We all the together at the same time. Rick, fun. your That's light, right? Rick, your light right behind you is a little, just a little bright. If you want to move away That's from my, it, can um, you see my it? Aura that's showing. So I've been in a oh, okay, okay. Yeah, a you're putting out that positive week. energy. I got you. But right. there I we think go. people see that same type of light when, uh, <coughs> when either Bosto or a Butterbean hit them. It was that same type of brightness that they would see. Right. I'll always stay away from the light. They say it's not a good thing. Flex, though, oh, for, for me, though, Flex, my aura showing because I've been in a spiritual retreat all week. I have, um, I have no Christmas plans whatsoever. I can hang out with my pit bulls, which is, don't feel bad for me. I'm completely happy about that. But I had 15 house guests in my house for five nights in a row. And oh, my gosh. And I left yesterday morning, early, and I only knew one of them before they showed up. Of the 15, I knew <laughs> one of them. Damn. And uh, wow. they're, they're called the Fate Tribe, run by uh, kind of a friend, a guy I've known for years but not close with. I am now. He brought this group over. They travel around the world, and they do these, like, spiritual workshops and retreats. So I offered my home. And we got up and do early yoga and meditation and breath work and did go out on retreats. And we made a, uh, with, you know, adventures also. Very healthy vegan dinners every night, a lot of wine, but healthy eating. Then evening breath work and yoga and just a lot of good conversation. So, uh, you know, I'm still like kind of in, in this mode right now. Probably won't right. last past Monday, but I'm feeling pretty good right now. Nice. But, uh, Sounds nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. My my dogs had fun too. They got a lot. They got a lot of attention this past week. I bet. I bet. <clears throat> so guys, we have um we have our first female guest on tonight. That's a distinction because talking tough. Our tagline, of course, is the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. And I'm often asked, well, where where are the women in this mix? And by the way, for people living out, people that are listening out there, we're wide open to it. And I've actually done a bunch, a bunch of outreach to women that we'd love to have on. It just hasn't quite lined up just right. So 
If you have ideas out there, people in, in uh, Talking Tough Land, let us know, please. The guest tonight, I'm, I'm particularly, I'm excited is the right word to use in, in this space, the, the cancer space, we call it. But I am, I'm excited about this. I've really been looking forward to this. Uh, it's a married couple, Chuck and Hannah Keels out of Arizona. We're not ready to bring them up just yet. Um, but the, the, the reason I'm fired up about this is these two are, they're, they're an inspiration. I mean, to the, to the nth power. They have both suffered through the worst imaginable cancer you could, you, you could ever fathom. Stage four, the surgeries, the chemotherapies, the radiation, all the pain that comes with it, everything that comes with it that you might imagine being the worst you could associate with that experience. But with Chuck and Hannah, there's, there's a flip side. They have a foundation where they go out and they speak, they're on the road constantly, even while like incredibly ill, they, they find the willpower to get up and go. They, they speak in front of people that are suffering through the same or similar things they are and that I did long ago in my life. Uh, they write about it, they publish about it, they go on shows like this and others and they talk about it and they inspire people all over the world because they're a living example of what you have now, what you're facing now does not have to define you. And uh, I think we're all gonna uh, come away hopeful and inspired tonight. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I lost um, I lost my older brother uh, to cancer and uh, it's just not a it's not a it's not a pretty sight. You know, it's it's interesting. We can come up with cures or whatever shots for COVID, you know, but cancer is still just wiping people out. We don't have to get into that. That's a whole different conversation. But um, yeah, it's just yeah, it sucks. Well, it's, it's very relative, I think, Flex, to, and, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. And please share that with Hannah and Chuck when they come on. Because a lot of what they do also is they they help people that have been through it that you know are still working with it, still still processing it. And God knows I could have used them when I was in the midst of my battle. Because you know Hannah Hannah is in it right now, and I, and I know she won't mind sharing with us what her experience today is like. And she's a bright light. When I was in it, oh my God, I would. Now, mind you, I was 16 to 19. I was a kid, but I was the epitome of like the poor me kind of person. And mm. I did not handle it well or process it well at that time. So years later, I think I have it in good perspective and I do some of my own outreach now. But but Hannah and Chuck, they set the standard. It's pretty. Uh, well, you'll see. You're you're going to see in a moment. Um, boss, Bean, anything you want to you want to add before we uh yeah, I've got something that's kind of been bugging me. It's kind of, I've been keeping it kind of like down low key, but yeah, I've kind of been down, like down kind of depressed down for the last couple weeks or so. You know, I've been trying to lose weight, but I have a problem with, with walking right now because of my hips and back. So I've been having to use a scooter chair. I can use crutches for only a short time, but it just kind of gets you down when you're trying to damn that you can do. To lose the weight, I'm stuck at 355 right now. I was over five, so I know I've lost a lot, but I'm stuck right now at 355, and I can't. I can't it's not going nowhere, and I can't get up and work out. But you know, I, I just don't. I'm, it, it, it's kind of got me down a little bit. Hey, butter. Um, I have a. I have an app with Apple and Android. 
Um, I'm, I'm not trying to sell this. Me and you can talk about it privately, but I help people get in shape all around the world. Uh, when you say you can't work out or anything like that, we assist with like home workouts, something just really so simple. So when we get off the phone, I'm going to send you over a link uh, with my app and everything. It's it's extremely, extremely detailed. Like I said, this show is about something else, but you brought this up and I want to offer this to you because I personally went and, and talked to boss about uh, some other things and he's helping me out. So it's incredible. It doesn't matter if you're a player, whatever, whatever type of diet, doesn't matter what type of equipment or equipment that you don't have at home. Uh, once you enter all your information, it spits out a workout plan for you, a, a food plan for you. So I'd like to offer that to you, big brother, to be able to help you out with that. I guarantee you I can assist you with that. I, That's my specialty, right? I mean, you and um, boss is knocking people out and uh, Rick is slamming people on their head. But, you know, I, I've gotten shape uh, myself all throughout my career and I've been able to take my four decades of experience and help other people get all uh, in shape. And it doesn't matter whether you're an athlete or just whether a soccer mom or, or a better bean, but it would truly, truly be my honor to help you. Cutting in on you, brother. I want to ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, if you don't mind. No. If you do, oh, well. <laughs> it's, this. it's already I'm out sure, there. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are using your app, and you can't be available to all of them individually. Right. After you give this to Bean, will you be available to Bean to talk with when he needs you? Yeah, so it's it's incredible now, right? They're called number. bots. Hey, Rick, I got a cell number, so yeah, that answer me yes. All right. Yeah, cool. yeah, but I, listen, I'm not gonna not answer this man's call or or text again. I'm not trying to sell nothing to nobody. I'm trying to help out uh, a friend of mine. So yeah, 100. percent No, and it, and it's not possible, right? Just no more than can boss can like teach classes all day. So. I hooked up with these like in, incredibly intelligent people. So it's it's bots. So it took me over like a year of me giving all my information, shooting all type of videos with equipment, with non-equipment. And when they enter their information, it spits out a workout plan and a food plan specifically for them. And I am in contact with them. I am in contact via email and so on. But obviously this is different. So I'm going to be in personal contact would be, and I'm going to personally assist him in getting in shape. So that, you that have my word awesome. as a man. And listen, I don't want to fight with you, son. You know, I can't run from you. Don't matter whether you can walk or not. I can't run from you, but I don't want to take yeah, up any time about our show. No, I, I, it would truly be an honor. Again, I don't want to take up any time on our show about this, but when we get off, I'm going to be sending you. Thank you, sir. And we are live again. And I want to apologize to everybody out there, our guests, our hosts, our listeners. We've had a lot of technical problems on Talking Tough. We've never gone off in the middle of a show. Um, I do want to say this. As of the first of the year, we're switching platforms, and we're going to be on a platform that is going to elevate our game in every respect to the word. And thank you, God, especially on the production side. Um, our, our lead producer, Rachel Sartorius, Sartorius, still will be, and I hope will always be with us and remain our lead producer. But we are going to avail ourselves of a much better platform. These things will stop happening. Let's jump back in, guys. We're running short on time. Bean, I want to say this. When you were talking about why you're down right now, and I think it's amazing that Flex uh, offered to help, and I, and I hope you'll take him up on that. But I want to I say this. Twice when you were describing where you are and what's going on, you said you were stuck. I heard that word twice. And then you said... You're stuck at 355 pounds. I, here's what I want to say. I had no idea you were below 400 pounds. And I know you were over 500 at one point. And I'm like, right. oh my God, that's some incredible, incredible progress. I had no idea you were down that low. 
So when I think that, I'm thinking, well, extreme diets, we stop at a certain point, we readjust, and then we kill it again. So I don't think you're stuck. I think you're getting ready to make your biggest breakthrough, man. That's what I wanted to say. Yep. Seeing you with us? Yeah, I'm yeah, just think- real quick, Greg. All right, cool. Well, that said, all right. Uh, I, you know, just not, you know, just not be able to get up and go like I used to kind of bugs me a little bit. Well, can I, can I get your, uh, can I get your attention for a second? Yes, sir. Thank you. Would it be fair, do you think, to say that you're not stuck and that you're on a brief break before you make your greatest bit of progress ever? All right, let's say that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Boss, you think? What do you think about that, man? Maybe I, I always think the same thing. I think once it's going really bad, that means that you're almost at the end. That's what I always believe. Yep, that's absolutely. that's when you bite through. You know, it's uh, what what they say. That saying is so right. You know, if you're going through hell, just keep going. You know, because there's going to be an end. But it's easier said than now because we talked about it before. I was depressed also for like four months, suicidal. It, it was it freaking me out. So I, I know 100% I'm where not you are. But... I'm not at that point right now. I mean, I just bringing me down, you know, just, just not feeling up to, you know, do you have any crutches whenever I want to go into a restaurant or something? It's just kind of, it's kind of. Yeah, it's mentally because you've always been an athlete. You always could defend yourself. I had also, when I lost my arm, I couldn't hold it, I couldn't pull the trigger from a gun. And something that does something to you mentally because suddenly you're not the man anymore that you used to be, you know, and and that's the whole thing with you also. Like not be able to move while you were knocking people out left and right. That's a big freaking step, man. So you just need adjustment. And look at Flex, right? Losing his leg. And then, you know, so there is there is hope, you know. There's uh, and there's especially you. You were athletes that went through everything, hundred percent you're gonna come out of this. Well, boss, we, and thanks for saying that. We know that Flex is going to help Bean. I think we should gang up on him and uh, and and help him through this as well. I, Bean, I, I know that day is going to come when you are not only yourself again, and I mean this, I really do, but better than you were before. I see it, man. I really do. I'm sorry you don't right now, but the day is coming. And and I'm going to keep talking because we need to move this forward. So, yep. boss, a moment ago you talked about going through hell at the end and then finding another way through our guest tonight by most people's definition not theirs i'm sure by most people's definition have been in hell and from what i know of them they treat it so much differently than most people who feel like their stuff would so let's uh i i don't want to build this up too much i'm going to build it up here we go everybody out there including you butterbean and boss, I'm here. Flex. Let's get, be, let's get ready to be motivated and inspired by our guests tonight, live from Arizona, Hannah and Chuck Keels. Hi. Boom. Hi there. There they are. How's it going, guys? Doing good. We're live. Nice. <laughs> and we'll explain why. Well, yeah, I, we I got we... before I saw. Before I saw pictures with you guys being bold, you would have fit right in with the show. I know. <laughs> well, right. I a- agree. Just a bonding period. I think you guys should just save right live right now, just so we can bond, kumbaya, and all that. You know, that would be the third time. That and and there's so many so many reasons why. First, we just thought we were going to tell you, you guys our story, 
But now listening to uh, Butterbean and all of these beautiful people he's got around him, we we coach um, cancer people, um, but we coach positive mindset to people every day. And who doesn't need that, right? Everybody. Yep. And everybody, you got to hear what's going on. My wife, Hannah, is in bed right now behind me because she's got a fracture. Yeah, fractured femur. Like the, one oh, jeez. Parts of the head is fractured, so I can't stand on it. So I could really relate to oh. Butterbean because I can't even get out of bed. <laughs> and wait till you hear what caught ca what's causing it. You guys won't even believe um, this story and what we've been through in the last couple of years. And we got married um, just just under. It's almost. It's going to be two years. Uh, the January first. And what what's happened in the last two years since we got married is absolutely unbelievable well chuck you know let's, wow. let's, let's dive right in man i mean i i know the story but i'm dying Thanks, to hear sir. you guys tell it um hannah you're in bed as you pointed out people hear a fractured femur oh maybe she fell down and broke her leg um can you can you summarize and i, I want to say quickly only because we have a lot to talk about as succinctly as possible can you tell us about these past two years well, let's let's go back just a little bit further, and I'll tell. I'm gonna tell. I'm just gonna give you guys kind of a uh, kind of a snapshot of my story and what started six years ago that got me here into this cancer world. I was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer in 2015. I was getting sick, didn't know what was going on, having aches and pains in my body, and by the time I kept putting it off, kept putting it off, just like any. I call it the mailman mentality. And what happens is we keep, we keep saying I'll be okay tomorrow. And we keep pushing through, but every day, the next day, my, I was getting worse. And by the time I drug myself into an emergency room, I was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. Cancer goes to where it's fed. So it got out of the prostate and got into the bone marrow and got into the lymph nodes in my body. Chuck, Chuck, I'm so sorry. Yep. I have to interrupt for one That's second. All right. I think somebody here might be logged on to two devices at the same time. There's a lot of interference. So if anybody is on two devices, please log off one. That's all. Please go ahead. Or, or if you've got a lawnmower running right now, turn it off. <laughs> or that, yes. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so basically, um, I was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. Stage four means it's running around in your body. So it went from my prostate and it goes to where it's fed and it got into my bone marrow. It got into my lymph nodes. And when I, when I got my scans back, um, the doctor, the, the cancer specialist was blown away and he couldn't believe I even walked into the room. He said, I cannot believe he says the scans are showing that you've got cancer in 90% of the bones in your body. He, wow. he says, you're at stage four. There's nothing the medical industry can do about this. So, you know what? We're sending we're sending you home to be with your family, to be comfortable. You might make it 3 more months. You might have 3 months to live. And that night, I get a knock on my door and it's two hospice nurses. So in 2015, I was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and put in hospice. And a lot of people are like, "Well, what did you do to change that?" So, I'm just going to tell you guys the absolute truth that I planned a trip back to Ohio to get my boys back there 
to my family. And the day I was supposed to leave, I suffered a spinal collapse. So my back broke because this cancer was softening the bone. Jeez. Ended up in an emergency room. I had emergency surgery. And after two and a half hours of surgery, I'm awake in there in the recovery room. The docs come in and explain my surgeries and everything. And I'm waiting to go upstairs to see my family. And as I'm laying there looking all around the room, the room turns weird cold for no reason at all. And so I look around and I look down to the right to see if the doors were left open and the cold air came through and the doors were shut. And so when I came back to the left, I jumped and I'm looking at a brown robe, white scarf, beard and face. I'm looking at Jesus and he's looking at me. And I'm an old, I'm an old Catholic boy from Ohio that, that doesn't make it to church too often on Sundays. And so I don't know why he was visiting me, but he reached out and touched my shoulder and he was gone. Three or four seconds went by while this happened, this whole thing happened and I'm freaking out. And that day from a broken back surgeries and everything, all the pain stops. Wow. So I, already, I already knew, I already knew something was going on. I was thinking through this and trying to figure things out. I knew something was going on that was just totally not of this world. And so what happened was um, I experienced uh, a miracle. There's no other way to put it. I was in hospice. Yep. I went back to visit my hospice nurses and told them the story. And they see me walk in like I was a ghost. It's just, it's, it's that crazy. And the thing was, I still had two, two, I was a single dad with two boys. I had to go back to work. I had to, I had to pay for my house and my kids haircuts and clothes and everything. And so I'm trying to do that. And, and, and my phone's starting to ring. People are calling me because they heard my story. And I said, why, why are you calling me? And they were like, you, you survived stage four cancer. My wife, my mom, my neighbor was diagnosed. What did you do? And I was like, what is going on here? And what I realized was God's plan started pushing me into a direction that I had no idea, no idea was coming my way. And so I, I found myself... As a cancer coach, I didn't like it at first. I, I, I would hang up the phone with somebody and I'd start crying and I would say, I can't believe I'm doing this. I don't want to do this. And God just kept pushing me in that direction. And so I even got a little business card made that said cancer coach on it. And I still was designing, <laughs> designing landscaping and swimming pools to pay the bills. But I was helping people every time I could telling my story. And what do I, what do I talk about after I told him my story? I told him about, I told him about prayer. I told him about love. I told him about juicing and nutrition. I told him about essential oils and I told him about exercise and keeping the human body moving, keeping the body moving. And so in that, in that, in that realm of helping people, my cousin tells me that her best friend was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And my cousin introduces me to the young lady that's sitting right here next to me right now, my wife, Hannah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is so that crazy. Was, that was a little over two years ago. September right. 2019. Wow. All right, so you guys met, Hannah, and, after while you're in the middle of your battle. Is that correct? Yes. So I was diagnosed a year after Chuck in 2016. And um, so I was just, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, went through i mean there's a whole lot more to tell you can read my book but that was the year i also got divorced and a divorce i wasn't looking for at all very unexpected 
Um, ended up getting diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, had my double mastectomy, um, the divorce went final. And within a year I was diagnosed stage four, which meant it had spread through my body. And so I lost my job because of that. Um, then I go on treatment and I loved it. I was an OR nurse, so it was really hard because I lost something that I just really enjoyed. I loved being an OR nurse and helping people. And so it was just a lot of like, a lot of loss, loss upon loss. <laughs> and so I ended up writing a book about it. And before I finished my book, my very best friend created suicide. So when I Googled the five major stressors well, of life, all five of them happened in two and a half years. So I ended up writing a book about it. And so um, I was trying to figure out how to publish this book. And that is the reason I met him because he had just published his self-published book. And I was talking to my friend, Heather, and, who happens to be Chuck's cousin. And she's like, oh, you should meet my cousin. He just was able to publish his book. You guys should just talk. Maybe, you know, you've a lot in common. And so we ended up connecting via Facebook. I was actually in Holland at the time, uh, quite nice. a few years ago, and visiting my cousins for a family trip because I was born there. And um, that's when we started talking. So we were, we chatted online for about two, two and a half weeks. And he ended up picking me up at the airport here in Phoenix. And we were pretty much inseparable. And within three months got married. So we had uh, a like wow. interesting connection. That it was crazy. Three months. The conversations though, where you guys can understand the conversations that we were having at this level was about cancer, single being a single parent, um, our faith, um, all these things. And then in, in this conversation, I'm talking to Hannah and she says, look at me, I'm going through cancer. Who's going to want to date me now? And I'm looking at her and I'm like, uh, I, I would like to be on that list. Hello? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the top of that list. So, so the, here's, here's what happened was the conversations about life and all these things we realized really fast that the foundation that we'd always been looking for and who we were dating, the foundation was there. We all, we all, but we also agreed that, um, you know, we've both been married before. We're going to bring things to this, to the, you know, we're going to bring all of our baggage to this situation. We agreed that the foundation was there and none of these things that we're going to run into that may cause conflict, arguments, whatever it is, is not going to be a deal breaker. And so that's why it moves so fast. And um, we, we, we were pretty sure that it was a, it was kind of a divine pairing, um, you know. I of, prayed a lot. <laughs> Before I said, well, I said yes, but I really, I went into it like with a little fear. Cause I was like, oh. You know, having a midlife, it's kind of difficult. And God reassured me, <laughs> this was the man. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just really special. And you you guys know how it is, too. Um, I grew up an athlete. Um, I, you know, just whatever whatever's in front of me, it's the mind over matter thing that I'm, I'm going to go through this. I never imagined it was going to be me going through cancer or my wife going through cancer. I never imagined that. And that's a whole different kind of stuff that we're going to talk about here tonight. Yeah, you know, Chuck, after, I've, got, I've got a question. Hearing you guys. i got a question I have to ask you, Chuck. And you, you've kind of answered it already. But you, you, have got, you had been stage four. You were in remission at the time. Now you meet somebody who's going through it also. So you have a much better understanding 
Remember I told you guys we're going to ask you questions that most people are probably afraid to ask you? Well, here's, here's one of them. Um, you now meet someone who's going through it, too, and you know all the pitfalls that come with that. Did you ever say, my God, this lady, despite all her attributes, is in this? I need to stay away from that? So, so first of all, let me go back a little bit. I wasn't in remission yet because my doctor said my cancer was so bad that they didn't put me in remission until just a few months ago. Okay. So six right. years of actually saying I was still going through cancer. So I wanted to clear that up first, but here's the thing about it. We, we, we are faced with a lot of challenges in our life. You know, just, just like, you know, Butterbean's talking about as far as his health and his concerns. And he knows that getting healthier is going to give him more, no more, you know, things in life that he wants to do. And being an athlete, it's hard to go through these things because you've done all these things your whole life. And all of a sudden you got these challenges that are, that are stepping you back. So I have a choice. Of course, like you said, Rick, I have a choice to say, I'm not going to date somebody that has cancer, or I'm going to say, I'm, I'm falling in love with this girl. And, and, and you know what? Cancer to us, when we teach this every day, cancer's not a sentence. It's a situation. It's not, it's not a sentence. It's a situation. So what if I find somebody else that has Something else, some other problem. Diabetes. Diabetes you know, there's a top 10 people, reasons people die every year. So. so there's a lot of things out there that we can maneuver around and say, I'm not going to date this person. I'm not going to marry this person. Um, but that was not an issue with me because I knew so much about cancer. And I knew that I'm going to be here for her and she's going to be here for me. I'm. You guys, you go through a cancer journey and it's an emotional journey. It's you deal with a lot of things mentally yep. on a different level that you ever imagined. And she understood that about me. So it was a give, give and take situation. Yeah. And when we met, my cancer was stable at the time. So I was on like a, a pill that I took every day. And um, the only side effect really was I was tired. So I had very long, holy hair and, uh, you know, was able to do everything. So we went hiking and biking and did all the fun stuff together. I was just more tired. Yeah. So you had that oh, wow. normal couple time. And, mm -hmm. you know, Hannah, I've been, I've been talking with someone <laughs> a little bit off, off for about a year now. And he has shared with me some of, uh, just as you guys do online, some mm -hmm. of what you're experiencing presently. Can you, um, why, why are you lying in bed with, with a broken leg? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, I will back up because we like to tell our story in order. It helps. So about two weeks after we got home from our honeymoon in January 2020, we actually had been talking a lot about, you know, I kept asking Chuck, you're taking all these phone calls and talking to so many people. Why don't you have a nonprofit? And he was like, well, it just seems like a lot of paperwork. So we both really felt so strongly that this was the time to do it together. And, and that's probably more my thing. Like I like paperwork and kind of weird that way. I like being on the computer. I like to be the back office. And so we really prayed about it, found the paperwork, applied for it. And within four weeks, got our nonprofit status, our 501c3, and named it and got our website going and really got some of the stuff in place to be able to at least provide provide our services because at the same time i had been cancer coaching a lot of people with breast cancer friends of friends would be like well you should talk to hannah 
So it was just really interesting that God put us together. And then we kind of were on the same wavelength. And we're able to combine our talents and our gifts and our skills. And so we started our nonprofit. And within four months, I started having all these problems. New problems. Struggling with high heart rate. I was having breathing problems. Went to a pulmonologist, went to a cardiologist. None of them could figure it out. Finally ended up with a CAT scan. And they noticed I had a bunch of spread. All of a sudden had new cancer nodes in my chest, lungs. And something showed up in my neck. So they sent me to a radiation oncologist and he starts looking at it. And it's like, you have a big tumor in your neck. You need to start radiation next week. So I woke up the next morning in tremendous pain and ended up in the ER and found out I had a fractured neck. So this is the beginning of COVID last year. And I uh, ended up with a neck fusion, went to the ICU for, and it was terribly painful. Had to wear a brace for a couple, two months. So all of a sudden, the dynamics of our relationship really changed where we were going, 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 and everything slowed down. A quick halt. Okay. And I and I, I went from being a, a cancer dude to a caregiver, taking care of so many <laughs> It's therapeutic, well, I, though, isn't oh, it? Wow. It's very therapeutic, though, isn't it? Chemo and radiation and... That led to, I mean, this, this story is crazy. It led to a feeding tube for two months. Um, we started shaving our head together because my hair fell out. So the day I had to shave my head, he hands me the razor and I shaved his. So we went bald together. And through that all, we were still cancer coaching. And um, eventually I also had two fra uh, fractures over this last winter in my lower spine and had to get a fusion. And from all of that, some of the bones have weakened. And so I, I got this little stress fracture um, in the last two weeks, which they advise I stay off my leg to let it heal. So that's why I'm in bed. Yeah. And and then she skimmed over a couple wow. of things. I just want to touch on something that's very important. When she says it spread, it spread into her sacrum and her hips area. She had a seven hour spinal surgery last year and was in a wheelchair for four Jeez. months. Okay. This is why she's on tough talk because I'm telling you guys right now, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. She's in a wheelchair with cancer, had a surgery and she points at the wheelchair and says, I'm not going to be in that very long. And I'm like, it's cancer. You know, what are you talking about? And she's, and she started setting mini goals then. And if she couldn't walk around the house, we got in the swimming pool so she could walk. And she started setting goals and four months later, she started walking and, and we sold the wheelchair. You know, walking after again. hearing your story, can, can you hear me? Yep. After hearing your story, Great. yeah, I don't, I don't even want to talk about what I went through because it's, it's minuscule. Um, you know, but you know, I will say something. <laughs> yeah. It's very therapeutic to be able to help her, isn't it? It's extremely therapeutic for yourself, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I started seeing that even, you know, with Hannah definitely because she's my wife. But, but as a cancer coach, every single person that I put my heart and soul into, and then I would be exhausted. It's I draining. Across, it's extremely draining. I travel across the country and, and, and work with a family for three days. And when I got back to Phoenix, I was dragging my butt. And I said, I cannot believe what I just put into that. But the blessings and the rewards that come back forgiven like that are absolutely incredible. Incredible. People really relate to you when you're broken and you are vulnerable 
And I think that's that's what's been happening in the last few months for me is I'm actually choosing to put it out there on Facebook and social media and what we're going through, the pain and the hardship and what we do with that pain. And we're we're really faithful people and God strengthens me every day. And and it's amazing because I can reach so many people. People reach out to me every single day and I'm able to coach them because I'm vulnerable. I'm choosing to take that piece of me and put it out there to help other people. So it's just it's just like a really special thing. And our motto is get up and live. And that's our website as well. Get up and support. And so up, and, but, but I want to add this real quick, Flex. Um, we we deal with cancer of all different levels. It could be somebody that just got diagnosed. It could be a, it could be something that's not going to be a big deal. It may be something that's removed with surgery and they never have cancer again. It's all different levels. And so it doesn't matter the level of what you're going through to you. It may seem like a mountain. It may seem like, it may seem like a mountain. And, and, and so whatever it is, whatever your mountain is and whatever your challenge is, we know how serious that is to you. That's right. And that's the thing about this is meeting someone right where they are and loving them right where they are. Cause that's, that's what a coach does. Right. And, and then saying, okay, let's start building from there. Let's start, let's go from there. Let's set the mini goals. Let's, let's start, let's start moving forward from there. And just like what um, Butterbean's going through right now is like everybody's telling him. And that's the truth is you're still jamming, dude. You're still rock and rolling. It's just slow down a little bit, but don't let that discourage you. Don't let that discourage you. If you, if, if you think, you know, that's a tough challenge for you, but you got two stage four cancer people that understand what a challenge is. And, and you, you know, you've got to just keep trucking along and doing what you're doing because you don't, you don't lose 150 pounds if you're doing it the wrong way. You're on the right track. It's not the weight, not being able to get up and go like I want to go. When I got to go, I got to get a load the scooter chair with me or I got to get the crutches or, you know, things like this. just kind of brings you down. Yeah. Well, yeah, I but that's you. the thing. There's, there's always somebody that's in a worse shape. Here's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not steering away from what you're going through. All I'm saying is, would a positive mindset, would a smile, would a, hey, I'm going to kick this ass today i'm you know what i mean though it's 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 the drive and the attitude and what you're going through and I'm, so you know i'm not taking anything it's not it, it's it's a very serious situation especially for an athlete like you that's been through so much in your life and and have been just walking through walls so you got well, this little it's bad when you when you're on your third on your feet 10, 15 seconds, and the pain starts getting so unbearable. And then when you're driving on the road, you have pain in your leg. You can't explain. It just it brings you down. It's all yeah. it's yeah. but it, but in your mind, it's all temporary. You got to tell yourself this is temporary, like her getting out of that wheelchair. It's the same thing. It's you know, I would, I would, I would almost, I would almost not argue, um, but I would almost say that there's a. Um, there's a number of different ways to stick in a cat. Um, there's a number of different ways to get to each one of our homes. And I agree with what you're saying. Um, what, what I've incredibly noticed is you and your wife, your zeal, you're smiling through everything you've been through. And, and I, I'm, I'm not going to, unless asked, I'm not going to get into what I've been through 
uh, in the last 10 years, not to mention the last two years. But what, I, what I've learned is I have some incredible strengths and I can't meet a person that is, that's their weakness and it's my strength because I'll crush them with my strength. So, and what you're saying is right for, for applicable people who can hear that, but looking in, in, in Butterbean's face and, and feeling this emotions and, and I know what it's like, I'm in love with pay, paying 10, um, between 10 and seven, 24 seven, it's been almost three years. Um, you know, being, I know what it's like, I mean, even more embarrassing, I can't even get up to go and use a urinal. Uh, the bathroom, I have to use urinals because, you know, my situation and everything. And you're right, uh, being it, it, it's so mental. But all I'm saying is, is what, what I've learned in the last, uh, you know, four decades of, of doing this. And then, you know, the last 10 years of kidney transplant and multiple surgeries and losing my leg. Everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. And for me, I have to be careful and not crushing somebody with the weight of my strength because they're not there yet uh, in, in church. And I, I'm, I, I'm a believer in it's the only thing that saved me. It's the only reason I haven't committed. Well, I haven't succeeded in committing suicide because I've tried over. First time, you know, I tried, I was, uh, I was only 13 years old and I'm 56 now. So, and I, I'm still fighting it. But my, my point is, is I can't meet someone and crush them with my strength. And, and in, as we say in church, you can't feed a baby growing up food. You got to feed them baby food until they're able to accept that. So, you know, um, being I'm going to be there for you, trust me, brother, I, I guarantee you, we're going to have a laugh and a ball about this because I know what you're going through, uh, my friend. And I don't want to change the subject and make it about being, but, you know, he just shared this and I can feel this pain and I can see he's not where you guys are yet. I mean, here you guys are smiling, and here she is and laying in bed. I can't imagine what, what, mentally. I need, I need, I'm going to interrupt you, man. Um, I want to steer this a little bit. Bean may not be there tonight and in this moment, but I do want to say this about Butterbean because I've had the blessing of being I, – I, Bean, I don't know if you know this. I refer to you to all my friends as one of my best friends. And you and I have been good Thank friends. You. Thank you. We've been friends for a long, long time. So what I know about Butterbean, he may not be there tonight, but I have seen him there before. So he has it in him. And that said, I think Agreed. we all agree that we're all going to be teaming up. We help each other. So we're going to help Bean get there again. Yeah. And the, and the only thing I, I want to say, I want to add to this is sometimes in life, like the journeys we've been through and the journey that Flex has been through and the journey that you're going through is, is men mentally it helps when you understand it's going to be a new normal. It's going to be a new normal. It ain't going to be like it used to be, Never but there's be. going to be a new normal and it's going to be a, a, a beautiful place. Yeah. You know, Chuck, yeah. I, I really appreciate that, man. I, I was telling, I think you heard you were backstage. I had this spiritual group here this past week and one of them, the guy who leads it, he's an ultra marathoner. He does hundred mile runs. This guy five years ago was the most out of shape party animal <laughs> you could ever meet. Now, that, I'm exaggerating. He's, he's maybe a little much, but this guy transformed himself. I used to run marathons, and I can barely walk now. And he said, Rick, yes, I understand you had surgeries. I understand you had this, you had that, but you are walking. Maybe you weren't before. You are walking now. So to say that you will never run again, he goes, that's, that's just your mind. He goes, there's always a way around this. And I, want, I, I just wanted to latch on to what you said. Because our perspective in this moment 
sometimes it steps take it helps to step back and go maybe I just need to shift my mindset on this a little bit. So I wanted to interject that. Yeah, one of the things that I found out also was because of uh, stage four cancer and watching all the muscle melt off of my body and then starting to find my new normal and starting to figure out how I was going to work out again. I tried to run, but my spine and stuff hurt too bad and I couldn't run. So I started swimming and I really like swimming. It strengthened me up, but but I, that wasn't enough. So now I, I bought, actually sold Hannah's electric wheelchair and I three months ago and I bought a used road bike and now I'm on this bike in the first month, I, I, I said, you are crazy. I, I hated it. My body didn't like it. My legs didn't like it. I wasn't strong. And if I ran into a little teeny hill here in Phoenix, Arizona, it would just about wipe me out. Is that, is that from riding the bike or pushing her in the, in the stationary wheelchair now? <laughs> Bo- both. <laughs> both. My wheelchair so, had a little joystick. Yeah, that's right. She cheated. So, but anyway, so now I'm up to where this is third month of training. I just finished month three. And 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 I'm riding four to five days a week, 20 to 45 miles a day. And I I actually like it. I yeah, found my new normal. Here's the crazy though. The whole goal is to ride across America. Like we're doing a whole big adventure next year. Wow. <laughs> from California wow. to Florida. Wow. That is, that's fantastic. We're doing Hannah, it to raise awareness to our foundation. Yeah. To share like what we do. Three thousand. You guys, you guys, stop by, uh, stop by Nevada, and Las Vegas on your way, and uh, say yeah. hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah come and hang out. Get bring your bike and come and hang out with us. Ride for a day. I'll be riding the electric bike. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll drive an electric bike too, Hannah. Yeah, me too. Hey, we're bikers by uh, blood, I think. Huh? Yeah. Crazy yeah. ducks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know, something I want to add while we're on here guys and and, and everybody that's listening is um, the, the, the tough talk of the way I grew up and, and the lifestyle and what I thought was tough then was, was nothing compared to what we deal with as we age, as we get older, as we run into challenges in life and we, but we learn from those lessons. We lean into our faith. We get stronger at things. And then, then then the most beautiful thing happens is you start sharing your story with somebody that can relate to it and helping them. And that's that's a neat thing. Yep. So, Chuck, I, I've got to ask, or Hannah or Chuck, both of you, you, you mentioned a few minutes back that you need to meet people where they are because people treat whatever they're going through in different manners. Mm-hmm. We all know people who stub a toe and it's the biggest problem on the earth. Then we meet people like you two. And my experience of the two of you always has been, it's real, it's genuine. And what I mean by that is your smiles, your warmth, your mindset. There's no show here. If you were up preaching from a pulpit and you had one minute to tell a person out there who's suffering anything, what do you tell them in that one minute to get them to start turning it around? Great question, Rick. In one minute. I mean, we could go for hours. Elevator pitch. But but the elevator pitch would be so fascinating. I put you on the spot. Sorry. But I'm wondering if we can find that. Well, since we're in church, (laughs) um, I mean, in one minute, in 60 seconds, that I get all of my strength from God. I love my favorite verse, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through God who strengthens me. So 
when things get hard, which is every day, I go to him first. I, I unburden, I surrender, I give it all to him. And he flips it around and strengthens me. So whether I'm in bed or up on stage, which we've done quite a few times, in pain, talk about, I'm always on an, an eight, probably. I've been in uh, straight pain since a year ago when I first fractured my back. And that is, that's where I keep getting my strength. The Holy Spirit strengthens me. And so that's the answer to everything. And people will, people will run all over the country or all over the world looking for answers. And we deal with cancer every day and they're trying to find doctors and they're trying to find treatments and they're trying to find these things. And we watch them melt away as they do that. And instead of running around the world and running around the country, we tell them just to start right here. The power of the mind, you know, get into your faith, you know, give the, give the heavy stuff that we can't change to God and then, and then change the stuff that you can. And it lowers the stress levels. And all of a sudden you got this fight going on and all of a sudden your body starts doing some really cool things and responding as well. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just moving a person in that direction and it's, and it's taking our time and it's setting the small goals Loving them it's loving them through it, you know, being right there with them. Um, nobody understands what it's like to go through six months of chemotherapy and what it can do to the body. Um, and, 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 and the interesting thing about this is um, the cancer spread that she had last year in her lower body, the cancer is completely gone. That part is gone. The cancer is gone. So this fracture, they're saying, came from a side effect from the treatment. Slowing the blood movement down. So, you know, that's the challenge as far as in, in a cancer journey is the race of the cancer, the treatment, you know, finding natural things. So that's why we say first, first get in here and go to God and take control of the situation because the medical, the medical plan that they have for you may or may not work. And if it don't work and you don't have a personal fight plan, then you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So Hannah, where where are you today on your cancer journey? What what's what's the current status? So I'm back to chemo on Monday. So right now I do chemo every 14 days, roughly. And we travel when we can around that. Usually we schedule all our trips and events and stuff around that. But I'm a little waylaid with the the fracture. It's like it's hard for me to sit up in a chair. So that's the next thing we're gonna have to really try to figure out. And there's there's something called it's breast cancer, started out breast, breast cancer, started spreading through the body, okay? So there's different forms of breast cancer, and the, and the worst one is called triple negative. So she is stage four triple negative breast cancer, which they cannot control with, with um, hormone therapies and different. So there, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like yeah, a like chemo and then experiment. Zap, 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 wherever it shows up. So I actually have brain radiation three weeks ago, right before Thanksgiving, whenever that was four weeks ago now. Um, and we'll find out if we got it all, but like, I, I feel like I breezed through it. I had three days of it and then had no fatigue. <laughs> I thought I was going to be in bed for that. And then my leg fractured. So uh, yeah. bo boss, I, I see your expression. It, it's astounding, isn't it? One day at a time. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I mean, you, all the things that I went through, you know, addiction and all the crap, and you're going like, it was hard to get out of there. You know, those 11 days I was going really, and then you hear this, and you go like, whatever. <laughs> it's, 
it's nothing compared, you know. But this is the thing that I always told myself when I was a kid with the severe asthma and the, and the eczema, the skin disease everywhere. Uh, I always said, to, I, they said, why are you so up? I go, because I know there's always somebody who has it worse than I have. You know, I had a tax for a week, every five weeks or so. I knew there were people who were like that 365 days a year. You know, with my eczema, my hands and my arms, I knew people that had it more than ever everywhere. So, so compared to them, that's what I always did. So, but then this, you know, this puts everything in a different perspective. Last week we were listening to Flex about his freaking journey, what he went through, and that was already like mind blowing. And now you guys, and both of you, going through the same stuff. But very, very commendable, man. It's uh, it's really amazing that you guys are sitting there with big smiles on your faces. I love it. Well, I think one of the big things we do is we live one day at a time. Yeah. And so that's kind of part of many goals too, but you only have today. We're only promised today. Yeah. Most of it anyway. Right. And you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring in. So like to live it well. So that's something that we've really tried to bring into our own lives together in our relationship. Like how can we live it well today? Well, yeah, there's nonprofit work. There's all these beautiful moments we have of a meal and a nice drink and making gingerbread house today, you know, little fun things that we can add to our lives. Yeah, that's beautiful. A beautiful day nice. that we can praise God, and so like it, it just shortens everything. You don't have to worry about next week and six months from now when you concentrate on today. It doesn't mean you don't make plans, but yeah, everything is a gift. Half the time, I don't plan out anyway. <laughs> yeah, everything so. is a gift from now on. When you go through that, everything else is a gift. You know, it's extra time that you got. You know, it's not been taken yeah. away. So use it wisely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So to answer the question, Rick, um, being stage four triple negative, there's no saying you've got you know five more chemo's and you're done. What happens is there's no end to it, and every three months they do a scan of the body to see where the cancer's at, if it's shrinking, if it's spreading, if it's doing this, if it's doing that, and all you do is keep praying for an absolute miracle that one of these days that scan's going to show no cancer. And she can live, you know, a, a little bit more of a normal life. But for now, yep. it's 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 day to day, minute to minute, um, three three months in, in a scan um, type type lifestyle, and that's why it's so important to live in the moment. And and you guys clearly do. I mean, you're both like so light, you can see it, and, and you and you can feel it. And you know, I'm, I just thought of something. So we have this, we have this two rules on talking tough. We don't do politics and we don't do religion, but I want to, I want to see if we can break a rule for a, a moment here. She said, oops. I, I know that we, uh, well, we don't uh, believe in religion. We believe in faith. It's, it's all good. Chuck and Hannah, you guys, you, you made it your job to give, give strength to other people. Boss, can I put you on the spot for a second and ask if maybe we could do a prayer for Chuck and Hannah? Yeah, of course. But you know, it's like, if, uh, you, guys, uh, mind, if you don't mind. No, but it's like the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic guy, so for me everything is pra prayers that we already have. I do I do the prayers that we use. So we there's the holy there's a holy spirit prayer that's a really beautiful one. You know that's just to set. You want me to do that? Do it. You know what? If, if Chuck and Hannah don't mind, if that's okay by you. Um, yeah. It, it feels appropriate, and you know me, I'm not quote unquote religious, but I understand the power of prayer, and I think it'd be nice. I don't know who does this for Chuck and Hannah because obviously they're doing this for everybody else. So I just thought it'd be nice to maybe turn it back around for a moment. Sure. Oh. 
Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle them within the fire of your love. Send for thy spirit, for they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray, O Lord, to by the light of the Holy Spirit, thus destroy the hearts of the faithful. Grant us by this same spirit to relish what is right, never to rejoice in this consolation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 And here's what I like Amen. about all the different religions is we're all on the same team. Yeah, it's all Jesus. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's right. It was it was the human error that gave all the different names and all this, doesn't it? But you know, I, again, I don't, I don't believe in pushing my faith on anybody. But you know, even Jesus said, "Hey, listen, if they're not against me, they're for me." You had even the seven disciples who ran back to Jesus, like Jesus, Jesus, they're casting out demons in your name. He's like, "Listen, if they're not against me, they're for me." But you even had some of the most powerful men. You know, uh, these disciples that didn't even know that there was other men walking this earth. So, again, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for asking it, Rick. And thank you so much, boss, for doing that. You're yeah, welcome, brother. So, yeah. Chuck and Hannah, we are, we're like, we're way past our hour already. I know that you guys don't, uh, I know you're not late night ragers these days. You've, uh, we've kept you up pretty late already. Jack's um, sleeping on the bed over here, our dog. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, we got to meet your dog before. That's, I love, we, we love our dogs, don't we? They, uh, yes. They bring us a lot of And cat. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's two, two things. <laughs> there's, there's two things I want to throw out there real fast. Yep. Um, so Living Hope Cancer Foundation is our foundation. And Living Hope Cancer Foundation can be found by just typing in getupandlive.org. Getupandlive.org. Right on the bottom of our screen. Now, here, here's the thing, guys. It's free It's free coaching, mostly catered towards cancer. But I've got people calling me saying, you know, um, I've, I've been trying to start a business and I just needed that inspiration. Um, there's a lot of challenges in life. So it's free coaching on there. That's what our foundation does. And that's what we do all day. Zoom in, um, FaceTimes on the phone in people's houses, whatever it may be. And then we this, this crazy story that you guys, we've got to share with you guys. Um, we wrote a book this year that came out two months ago called Get Up and Live. Wow. We're really on wow. <laughs> wow. We both have tattoos too. Get up and live. And the book's called Get Up and Live. You can yeah. find it on Amazon or through our website. And it's about this story and how we just keep on going and just leaning into our faith for strength through this whole journey. Um, but we want that to be out there for a tool for anybody that needs that. Chuck, that's great. So it's getupandlive.org. Your book, uh, Get Up and Live, is available there. Uh, it's great seeing you both. And, you know, I, I, I have my own challenges every day, too. And I was think there was one that was bugging me today. And I look at you guys and you put yeah. everything in such good, strong perspective that what was bothering me an hour ago, it's like gone already. So thank you for that. I want to I want to appreciate to say I appreciate that so much. And uh, it, it, it's a blessing seeing you, too. I want to wish you to the very, very best of everything and uh, a little cliche, but keep up the good work. Well, Rick, is it possible, Rick, is it possible to get them over our Instagram so we can stay in contact? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Copy connect that. Every, I'll connect everybody. Absolutely. Hey, right. one more thing, guys. I grew up with everybody on here. You know how people watch, um, you know, things in your life going on. If it was Butterbean fighting, um, I'm, I've lived in Columbus, Ohio. I've been to the Arnold Classic many times. 
Um, I, I grew up with all you guys. I just that's that's the way it's been. It's so it's an honor to be on here with you. Thank you. The honors are nice. Yeah, you guys are crazy. You guys are the finest. <laughs> yeah, you know, guys, I, I kind of think that Hannah could take all of us together. <laughs> well, the funny part is, I have four sons naturally and six together between the ages of 19 and 23. So I know boys, I know males. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. <laughs> you got our number, my friend. Yes, you do. Thank well, you. really, really good to see you both. Scott, great to see you, man. We talked uh, a lot on the phone. Nice to see you almost in person. Uh, yes. I know, I know we'll make that happen one day. Yes. On a retreat sometime soon. And uh, thank you both so much for being on. And uh, let's definitely stay in touch. And Flex and Boston Bean, let's hang out for a second if you guys don't mind. Right. Yeah, I, unfortunately, Rick, I got to take off. Right. You have to go. All right. Um, well, Hannah and Chuck are gone, and uh, Flex, you had to leave now too. That's right. It's yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and jump in really quick. Honestly, I mean, you know, their story is just uh, it's 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 unconceivable, you know. Um, but as as this show continues, and the people that you guys have inter interviewed earlier, and now it, it, it's an evolution that it just never stops people's pain and sorrow and inner strength. And their inner strength of just their zeal and smiling going through all this. I mean, you know, sometimes it was just yesterday while I was laying in a bed in a fetal position sobbing because uh, of my pain was so great. And it still bothers me to look down and see that there's nothing there. But to hear what they're going through was just incredible. And before I go, I just want to look you in the eyes, Bean. I got you. And I guarantee you, you're going to help so many people because there's so many people like you out there that are dealing with this. Listen, I'll be really quickly. Uh, it's so hard when you are a stud athlete, college football, and even just growing older, our hair falling out. We can't do what we used to do. That's so freaking hard. But to go through even more so than that, it's more mental than it is physical. It's so crushing mental. And they always say where the mind goes, the body follows. But I guarantee you, brother, I'm going to text you tomorrow. We're going to talk. I got you 100%. And through your transformation and your strength, you're going to be able to help so many people that I could never touch because I didn't have the type of problems you have with weight issue and everything like that. So thank you so much for being incredibly vulnerable and honest. That's what this show is about. That's what real strong man's about. And uh, I can't wait to uh, to help you get on your journey, man. God bless you guys. I'm so sorry that I have to go now, but I look forward to our next time. God bless all you guys. Bye-bye. Good to see you. You know, guys, um, I, I like this Flex Wheeler guy. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a good right. guy. And, and Bean, I, I owe you an apology. Um, Bean was saying something when he was muted. And what happened was there was so much interference tonight. What Rachel and I were doing is we were going around in order, muting everybody for a few seconds to try to figure out where it was coming from. And it happened to land on you right as you were talking. So apologies for that. I wanted to uh, explain that. And uh, on that note, again, thank God we're going to have a new platform soon that's going to handle this, the technical side of things for us, in addition to sponsorship and advertising. So this stuff will all go away, finally. But I wanted yeah. to make sure you knew it being that. It wasn't personal. We all got yeah, He knows that. At one point or another, including me. Yeah. I'm going to hardline in next time. Bedtime.
Love both y'all. Y'all have a great night and a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to y'all next year. Merry Christmas, brother. We'll see you next year. My good friend. (laughs) Take care. We'll see you all next week. Godspeed, everybody. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that!